0: got your Bibles, your devices, uh, turn to Daniel chapter 2. I want to uh, continue a series that I started last week. If you didn't get a chance to watch it, it's on YouTube. It's on our Facebook page. It's on our on our podcast to kind of get get caught up. Now, of course, Daniel is one of the most well-known of all the stories. Wow. Daniel and the Lion's Den, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego, the fiery furnace. I mean, there's a lot of things that you already know about Daniel, and uh, so he started last week, and I'll just give you the 60-second kind of refresh. So Daniel was a, in, in his late teens, early 20s. He was part of the royal family. Man, he had it made. He's living in a palace. He's got money. He's got future. Uh, you know, he's you know his, his, his lineage, you know, is uh, royal and uh He's living in Jerusalem. Everything is good, even at a late stage in teenage or late teenage years or 20s. But but Daniel also chose that at this point in his life that he was going to serve God. He wasn't going to do it in name only. Man, he was going to dive deep in his relationship with God. So we saw that pattern in his life. And then one night, the Babylonians, man, they invade, they invade Jerusalem and they, uh, you know, they uh, Ransack the temple, and they take Daniel and three of his friends. They take them, put them in cuffs, put them in a caravan, take them 1,600 miles away to Babylon, where they slowly try to change his identity. They give him a new name. Daniel is now known as Belteshazzar in uh, uh, in, in Babylon. They slowly, through academics and culture, try to remake him and re, you know, re, uh, re make him relearn things that he had already been already been taught we talked about that you know as well and then they put in front of him a plate of food that violated the the dietary laws that he had been raised with and Daniel while this young man a long way away from home chose I mean it was a small compromise nobody would have really known but Daniel chose to put a line in the sand and go you know what I'm not gonna compromise in that area so that was Daniel chapter 1 now, this, where we start today, he's, it's a few years or maybe a year or so into this exile. He's still living in Babylon. And uh, so here's where we read the, read the story today. Uh, let's talk about dreams and warnings from the Lord. So Daniel chapter 2 and verse, uh, in verse 1, it says, In the second year of his reign, Nebuchadnezzar had dreams. His mind was troubled, and he could not sleep. So the king summoned the magicians, the enchanters, the sorcerers, the astrologers to tell him what he had dreamed. And they, when they came in, they stood before the king and he said to them, I've had a dream that troubles me and I want to know what it means. So here's Nebuchadnezzar. Not, you know, a person known for his religious faith. He has a dream at night and it troubles him. It troubles him. He's puzzled by it. He can't sleep. Probably his mind throughout the day is focused, you know, on, you know, on, this, on this dream. And I just want to tell you this morning that, that God will warn you. God will always, you know, give you a warning. He's always trying to get your attention. Now, God can warn you in different ways. God can warn you in different ways. And I, I want to just take a moment and kind of look at some of those. So if you're away from the Lord, if you're not serving the Lord, God will try to speak to you and He will try to get your attention. <clears throat> Excuse me. And if you're wise, you will pay attention when the Lord speaks to you or He gives you, He gives you a message. So God can warn you in different ways. And here are some of the ways that God can warn you and try to get your attention. You know, first of all, conversations from friends and family. Man, there may be people that come to you and they've had that talk with you, where they sat down, maybe sincerely, and, and man, they just shared their, their heart about some things that were going on in your life. And look, you can be all mad, you know, you can, you can go, well, they just need to mind their own business. Who do they think they are? Their life is not perfect, you know? You, you can say all those things and you can and cry, uh, try to ignore, you know, what they are saying. But let me just say something to you that God or, or someone cared enough about you to come sit down and talk to you about maybe some things where they see you're veering off in your spiritual life or in your life. So I say to you, if that's happened, you know, get rid of your pride because God may be wanting to use this. Get rid of your pride and just ask yourself the question. Is what they're saying true? Is what they're saying true? Someone may be, God may be using some, someone in your life, having a conversation to get your attention. How about, how about something else? How about um, your present circumstances? Your present circumstances. You know, sometimes there are unusual things that start happening in life. You know, just unusual things, and you're just going, hey, what's going on with my life? Can I tell you that sometimes God starts shaking our life? God starts maneuvering things, not to cause you pain, but to get your attention, to make you look maybe in a a way that you've never looked before. You know, you see this convergence of unusual things in your life, and you're going, what is going on? Sometimes present circumstances are God's way that he can kind of warn you about where you're headed. And I've said this from the very first message when we did it online only about the whole COVID situation. I think this is a warning to everyone. This is a warning to everyone. God is trying to get some people's attention to look to Him. And I want to just say, and I've said it again, if God can't get your attention through this season and through what He's doing in your circumstances, if, he, if you won't listen now, you'll never listen. You'll never turn to the Lord. You'll walk away in, in your own pride and, and ignorance. This is the time that the present circumstances are speaking to you and you need to listen to them. How about uh, uh, another way that God speaks to us when we witness a destructive path that others are on? We look down the road of our life, and we see—you know—we see people who've kind of fallen in a ditch, and they're just—we're on the same path. They're just a little further down the road than we are, and 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 you have the example in front of you. Of what will happen if you continue to live the way that you were living. You can, you know, it's just like, you know, uh, when, when you go to Jacksonville and you get on I-10, man, how many, how many police cars are going to be on I-10? Okay, how many, Some of you just need to take your checkbook because you're just writing checks all the way to Jacksonville. You know, but normally when people see the first policeman on the side of the road or the first person getting a ticket, they kind of slow down. And the second one, it kind of gets your attention. Hey, you better you better change some things. And I want to say that to you. Some of you are watching other people, and you've seen them veer off. And God can use that in your life to kind of get your attention, if you'll pay attention. So, so sometimes we witness a destructive path that others are on, but it's a sign that God is giving you a warning light. Don't go that direction. Will you pay attention to that? How about... Another way that God can speak to us and warn us. How about warnings and messages from the Holy Spirit? Now that's what happened to Nebuchadnezzar. He's got this dream. God is speaking to him about something in the future and it's not good and, and he is, he's troubled by that. And he tried to find another answer. You know, he's looking at astrologers and sorcerers and all of those, you know, trying to find another answer. But this, this was from God. And you can talk to other people, you can talk to your counselors, but sometimes what you're going through is a message from the Lord. It's the Holy Spirit that's that's speaking to you in your life. I mean, sometimes it comes through a sermon. Sometimes it comes through a service, like a, like a church service or a message, maybe even now, but I'm just telling you, it is the Holy Spirit that is trying to get a message to you. So has that ever happened to you? You ever had a moment, you know, uh, in your life, maybe, maybe, you know, you just feel some reproof for the Lord. Can I tell you about one incident that I had in my in my late teens? My my grandfather was a was a pastor, and two weeks out of the summer, we would go to muscle shows where my grandparents live, and we got to spend two weeks in the summer. And I was probably sixteen, hadn't given my heart over to the Lord. So I'm staying with my, my grandparents and at their church it was vacation bible school. So, he said, hey, would you want to, they did it at night, would you want to be part of, you know, work at Vacation Bible School? Sure, that sounds, sounds good. So, you would go to the church, and they would kind of give you your assignment, you know, for the evening. So, like Monday, the first night was, uh, I was on the refreshment crew, cookies and Kool-Aid. Hey, what a great assignment, right? And then, after church, we all went out and got pizza. I'm like, man, I love Vacation Bible School. This is, this is a great, you know, this is a great thing. So every, you know, Tuesday night, I think I was on crafts, and I can't remember what all, you know, my assignments were. But Friday night, we're kind of gathered before, uh, and they're, they're giving out the assignments, and the director said, all right, Brian, tonight your assignment is uh, when the kids come to the altar, I want you to pray for them and help them to receive Christ. Hey, and I want to tell you, in, in one moment, in one split second, The Holy Spirit used that because I knew I was not in a place in my spiritual life to be leading others to Christ as well. I got really nervous. And even to the point, you know, at the end of the service when the kids are coming down, I just said, hey, I, I need to run to the restroom. Maybe if you can cover for me. I got somebody else to cover. But let me tell you, that was a moment that I'll never forget because in one split second, the holy spirit just just reminded me of something let me just let me just say something to you sometimes we think we can morph into Christianity we think if I can just hang around Christians enough then that will make me a Christian but I want to tell you that's not the way that it works okay so some of you God is trying to get a message to you through different and various means that you're not ready to meet God that you're not ready to go into eternity he wants you to know the message today man that there is grace and that there is mercy that will cover your sins and you don't have to live a life without Christ you don't have to go into eternity without Christ and what all of this thing all these things that are happening are not random at all That it's the Holy Spirit giving you an official invitation to become a follower of Christ will you hear that message and I want to say again if you won't hear the message of the Lord and what we've been through in the last two months if the prodigal doesn't return if the if the cold and the lukewarm you know don't come back to Christ I'm just telling you you're playing a dangerous game because I don't think you'll ever come back. I don't think you ever will. This is, this is the moment. This is the moment. So Nebuchadnezzar says to uh, he said, I, all of his leaders, you know, gather all the astrologers. I've got this dream, the sorcerers, all of those. And he gathers them together and he says, I've had a dream that I want you to interpret for me. And they said, okay, what's the dream? He said, no, no, I'm not going to tell you the dream. I want you to tell me the dream, and then I want you to interpret it, okay? Maybe they could have kind of pieced together an interpretation if they had known the dream. But man, he raised the bar. I want you to tell me what the dream is and what the interpretation of that is. And he said, if you don't, I'm going to cut you to pieces, okay? Now look, there's a lot of ways in the world that I do not want to die. Okay, and being dismembered would be one of them, you know, piece by piece. So I want you to, I want you to tell me what the dream is, and I want you to tell me what it means. Otherwise, you're going to die. And they started begging, "Well, just let us tell you the interpretation of that." And he became so angry that he told all of his officials, "Go get all the wise men, not just the sorcerers and the astrologers and all of that. I want you to get all the wise men." because they're going to die and the scripture says you know in, in verse 12 it made the king angry and furious he ordered the execution of all the wise men in Babylon that included Daniel, Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego okay so let's let's look at verse 14 when Arioch the commander of the king's guard had gone out to put to death the wise men of Babylon Daniel spoke to him with wisdom and tact he asked the king's officer why did the king issue such a harsh decree. Ariok explained the matter to Daniel. And at this, Daniel went into the king and asked for time that he might interpret the dream. So, so here's Daniel. Look at this. He's done nothing wrong. Okay. He is exiled. Let's just say he's a year into his being exiled. Okay. He's lived a good life. He's done everything right so far. And now he's got a death sentence. They're fixing to execute all of these guys And, I mean, it's not just a normal execution. It's a terrible execution. But I want to remind you of something. when You're going through kind of trial and adversity. What is happening to you is not necessarily about you. Okay? What is happening to you is not necessarily about you. Don't we pray, God, use me? God, use me for your glory. Don't we pray that? however you want to use me lord but we're assuming that how god wants to use us would be on the stage right it would be in front of thousands it would be on tv but i want to just say something god uses people in different in different ways and what is happening to you is not necessarily about you god is using you through your example through your testimony During the trial of your faith, God is using you so that you can make a powerful impact on other people who may not normally hear you, okay? What's happening to you is not necessarily about you. Listen to me. You probably won't give me an amen, but down deep in your heart, you'll know it's true. God may use suffering, adversity, persecution, and trial to impact and win others for Christ through you. God may use that in your life so that other people up close who might not ever come to hear you on the stage, who might not ever watch you on a screen, but they're watching your life up close, God God may be using you. Now listen to this, God is working in your heart and he's also using you to advance the gospel, okay? So through your trial, God's using you but, but he's also doing something in you as well. Look at this. Being confident of this, he who began a good work in you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. So there are times that there's a bigger picture that we don't see sometimes. Because when trial and adversity comes, we're praying for deliverance, right? I, I mean, I do. God, get this over. Get this past, Let this... Let this go from me. But sometimes there's a bigger picture that God sees and you don't, you don't even understand. So what I'm going through is not about me and my problems. And then we, we whine to other people about the adversity we're going through. But really this moment is about God using me for his glory to impact other people. We need to keep that in mind and, and, and be confident in that promise as well. That as you're walking through these things, as God is using you for other people, God is also doing something wonderful on the inside of you as well. So it's just not like you're suffering on the outside. But God is renewing you through this trial. Glory to glory, God is using you in that. So I just want you to know that you're just not going through a bunch of (laughs) random trials for, for the purpose of suffering in your life. God is at work. God is at work in your heart. God is using you and other people are watching you through this time. So I just want to remind you this morning that at every point in your life, every open door, every closed door, every success, every failure, every trial, every tribulation, every failure, every miracle, every disappointment, The promise of God that he's using you and that he's at work in your life, it never ends. He said, be confident of this. Be confident of this, that he who begun a good work in you will be faithful to complete it until the day of the Lord. So just receive that. Know that God's using you. He's just not seeing how much you can suffer. And he's using you. He's doing something inside. He's doing something on the outside. Look at the last part of this story and I'll be done. So Daniel... He, he goes and he prays. He goes to all of his, his guys. He tells the king, hey, just give me some time. Let me, let me see what's happening. You know, let me go. So in verse 17, Daniel returned to his house and explained the matter to his friends. Now they're using the Babylonian name, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He urged them to plead for mercy from God, from the God of heaven, concerning this mystery, so that he and his friends might not be executed with the rest of the wise men. And during the night, the mystery was revealed to Daniel in a vision. All right, so let, let's look at that. So he, he, he asked for some time. He goes back to the house where they're living. And man, the pressure's on. He doesn't know how much time that he's got. So there is this long season of prayer. Look at, the, look at the wording of that. It said, during the night. Listen, there are a lot of people, when they have adverse circumstances, they don't turn to God. They just kind of look to their own answer. And I want to tell you, if you've got a spiritual dilemma in your life with some urgency going on, this is not a time to text others or tweet or social media. Man, this is a time that you need to get with God. This is a time that you need to, you know, to to really spend time with the Lord. Daniel prayed, look at this, he prayed throughout the night and he prayed until the answer came. Daniel prayed throughout the night, and he prayed until the answer came. So listen, when there's a problem, because we don't, we don't really do long seasons of prayer. We, we let other people know, and we want them to pray with us, and that's fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Hey, but th- I'm just saying to you, there's a time that there are things that are so urgent in your life that you just tell your family, hey, I'm, I'm going in the back room for a while, and I'm not sure when I'll be out. There's a time in your life where you just go shut the door and, and, and say, Lord, I'm just going to stay with you until I feel some kind of release or peace in my life. We don't really do that much anymore. We don't pray things through. We don't have long seasons of prayer. And I want to just say to you, there, there are times that there are things so urgent in your life that it's the most important thing. More important than than the gym or, or or social media, that you just go shut the door and say, God, kind of like Joseph, Lord, I'm not I'm not leaving. I have some kind of answer, some kind of uh, some kind of uh, peace in my life. Excuse me, that, that's Jacob. So he prayed through, and I, I want to say that to you to to seek an answer. He needed to hear from God, but he was not a stranger in the prayer closet. You know, this is something that Daniel did on a regular basis. So this was a natural moment. For him, he didn't have to go find a prayer closet. He didn't have to get the cobwebs out and the dust out of the prayer closet. This was a place where, where he was a, a regular attender, so this was a very natural moment for him, even in an unusual circumstance. And then it said that the answer came look at this. Daniel praised the God of heaven, and here is his, here's the psalm, kind of the psalm that he wrote. And worship team, you can come, look at this. When that answer came, and that revelation came, it said, Praise be to the name of God forever and ever. Wisdom and power are His. He changed times and seasons. He deposes kings, and He raises others up. Look at this. He gives wisdom to the wise, knowledge to the discerning. He reveals deep and hidden things. He knows what lies in darkness. Don't forget that. God... God knows some things. He'll reveal those to you. And light dwells with him. And he says, I thank you. I praise you, God of my ancestors. You've given me wisdom and power. You've made known to me what we are asking of you. And you've made known to us the dream of the king. So, man, he comes out of that prayer closet. And he's got the interpretation of that dream. And listen, spontaneous worship just flows out of his heart, okay? He didn't have to have a playlist. He didn't have to have a worship leader. Man, he had this revelation of of God's wisdom. And and, and man, he just starts to praise God. Is all of your praise just structured? You know, 10 o'clock on on Sunday. You know, there's, there's just a time when there's a song of the Lord on your heart. Maybe God's doing something. Spontaneous praise is important. Just let it go sometime. Let it go. Just sing the song that's on your heart. Read the psalm that's in your mind. Just give God... God, give God praise, he just begins to praise God, and there's just something else too. Daniel's worship came out of this experience that he just had. So if you go back and read what Daniel just wrote, a lot of that, a lot of that worship just had to do with God's wisdom and revelation, and what he had just walked through. And I want to tell you, there, there are times and seasons that you walk through a dark place that God will give you a revelation, Man, your worship, your worship comes out of that experience. You, you understand something, and your deep worship comes out of the experience that you just walked through. Look at that psalm and kind of the words that it came. He had an understanding of how God works, and it was reflected, it was reflected in his praise. So he goes, and he tells the king the interpretation. I'm not going to read you that, but if you're a Bible prophecy person, uh, this is one of the end time kind of dreams. I'm not going to walk through that. If you want to know about Bible prophecy, WIT will tell you everything you need to know in that Connect group about, about Bible prophecy. But uh, here's, uh, here's what he says at the very end. He tells, he tells the king the interpretation of the dream. And here's what Nebuchadnezzar said. Surely, the king said to Daniel, surely your God is the God of gods, the Lord of kings, and the revealer of mysteries. For you were able to reveal this mystery And then Daniel, I mean, excuse me, then the king placed Daniel in a high position, lavished many gifts upon him, made him ruler over the entire province of Babylon, placed him in charge of all its wise men. Moreover, at Daniel's request, the king appointed Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego administrators over the province of Babylon, while Daniel himself remained, look at this, on the royal court. Where did he come from in Jerusalem? A royal family. Where's he at now? He's on the royal court. Man, God's good. God's good. He didn't, you know, he, he didn't fade in adversity. Sometimes when people have trouble, they, they kind of give up. They kind of drift their own way. I'm just telling you, keep walking through that. God's got a plan for you. He started in the royal court in Jerusalem. And man, now he's back on the royal court in Babylon. In Babylon. So he was... He was in a place where he could hear from the Lord and God and God used him. So just as we close, just a couple of thoughts and I want to pray. And the worship team is going to come, come do a song. So maybe if you're here today and you're not where you should be with the Lord, maybe you're a prodigal, maybe you've kind of drifted, maybe you've kind of had a slow fade, you know, in your life. Can I ask you, have you been getting you know, kind of messages from the Lord or the things that are happening in your circumstances or there things that you feel that God is speaking to your heart? Is there some unusual things happening maybe where you're looking to the Lord or maybe through this virus, you're just going, hey, man, what's going on in the world? I'm just telling you, those those are messages from the Lord. They're warning signs from the Lord that and that God is speaking to you. And I just want to say, are you paying attention? Are you paying attention to the warnings and the messages from the Lord. I want to tell you today, man, there's some of you that that if you, if you can't turn in this hour, you'll never turn. You'll never turn. And I just want to say, man, this is a moment of grace and mercy. Come back home. If God's shaking your life up. Come back home. Maybe if somebody's had a conversation with you about your, your life and it kind of stuck in your heart, man, come come back home. Maybe all of your circumstances are crazy. Come back home. Maybe you're feeling the the conviction of the Holy Spirit. Maybe through this message or other things and you know that God is dealing with you. Come back home. Come back home. I want to pray also for those that are going through a trial, going through a difficult time. I just want to remind you to be faithful. God's using you. God's going to do something in your heart, but He's also going to use you in the lives of of other people, maybe in a way that you can't even understand now. Maybe there are others you have a. Maybe you're like Daniel. You have an urgent need in your life. You've got an emergency prayer request. You've got something that is very urgent. I want to pray with you about that. Number one, you can message us. You can you can uh, comment, and our moderators will follow follow up with you. Just say pray for me. But I just want to pray if you've got some urgent stuff going on in your life, like Daniel. I'm going to pray for you. I mean, ultimately, man, this is something you got to work out and walk out with the Lord. So I just want to pray in those areas, and the worship team is going to come. But I just want to start with this prayer, man, if you're away from the Lord, man, if you don't know the Lord, you feel like you've done so many things that are wrong, it doesn't matter this morning. God is a God of goodness. God is a God of grace and mercy, and He calls you back this morning. He's given you a warning sign, not to just slap you on the hand, but that you'll turn and you'll come to Him. I'm going to pray this prayer. They're going to put it up on the screen. And, man, maybe you can just whisper that prayer to yourself this morning and just let God give you a turn in your life. Let God help you make a turn. So, Lord, we come to you this morning for a time of prayer. And, Lord, I pray for those that are away from the Lord, those that have walked away, those that maybe have never given their heart over to the Lord. I just pray this prayer and, and repeat after me, Lord Jesus. I know that I'm a sinner and I ask for Your forgiveness. I believe You died for my sins and You rose from the dead. I turn from my sins and invite You to come into my heart and my life. I want to trust and follow You as my Lord and Savior. That's, that's all that it's need. That's all You needed to do. That's all You needed to do. I want to pray for those others today, this morning. So, Lord, I pray. I pray for those who are going through significant trials, significant adversity right now. Lord, believers just kind of walking through a season that they don't understand. Lord, I pray. I just pray the steadiness of the Lord, the strength of the Lord for them this morning. God, you've not forsaken them. You have not failed them. But, God, you're using them maybe in a way that they had not ever imagined. So I just pray the peace of the Lord, the strength of the Lord, you're working them on the inside and perfecting them on the inside and you're using them on the outside. So I pray that their witness would be faithful. I pray they wouldn't whine, complain, be short-tempered. But Lord, I pray that they'll walk through this season and be a light. Through their adversity, they're going to be a light to someone else. I pray, God, you're working in their heart. And I pray, God, that you would use their circumstances for your greater glory. I pray for that. Lord, I pray for those who, who have urgent needs that are on them, kind of like Daniel. They, they, they need an answer quickly. Lord, I pray for them this morning. I pray with my brothers and sisters. I ask you to minister to them this morning. I pray, God, that they wouldn't do anything rash. But, Lord, they would seek you. Not just the counsel of others. Not just the support of others. Not just the prayer of others. But Lord, they will seek you in a time where they just shut the door, Lord, and they pray. And I just pray with my brothers and sisters today. Lord, I pray. And I just give you thanks in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, if you prayed that prayer, maybe you've been away from the Lord. Hey, send us a message. Send the moderators. You can just go, hey, pray for me. They'll be in touch with you. But we want to know. Man, if you're coming to faith, man, we celebrate you this morning. We're so we're so happy for you today. Thank you for listening to the Generations Church Podcast. We hope you enjoyed the message today and pray God's greatest blessings on you. For more information about Generations Church and its ministries, check out our webpage at gctlh.org or follow us on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and Twitter.